When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to United Eye, your one-stop shop for all things Manchester United. I'm your host, Ed, tonight. I'm Ashwin. Nice to have you back, Ashwin. Um, I guess we're, we're recording uh, two days after the City game, so we've had that time to digest what we witnessed, um, the result and all that sort of thing. Um, I mean, going into the game, I was pretty bullish uh, on the last pod talking to Nick about um, my prediction. I said 2-1. Obviously, it hasn't gone that way. Um, Not quite. No, no, not quite. Pretty close. Pretty close, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, not not quite. Um, what what were our feelings going into the game? Uh, I did not think. I, I don't know. I, I was I was confident, but I didn't think we'd win. Uh, I thought it was still a, probably a bridge too far for us. I thought we would be a little bit more competitive. Um, not a little bit, a lot more competitive, to be fair. But I, I just. I got why he picked the team he did, and I don't have a problem with it. I won't criticize him for it. I think people that are criticizing the team selection are being a little bit, yeah, yeah, because, a little I mean, bit ridiculous. Um, but it's I, won I, two big games, hasn't it? So you can't. It's one two. It's one two big games, and I think it's important to lay like there was a report this week. You know that he doesn't want the club to renew any contracts either right now because he wants players to have to earn these things, and I think it's important to lay that marker down early where. The easy thing to do would have been bring Casemiro in, forget just this match, as soon as he was signed, really. you know, yeah. Give him a couple matches to maybe ease in, and then just now he's in the 11 and take McTominay out, and that's, that, that's the easy thing to do. And I think it's important that he set the standard for everybody at a higher level, right? He's already established that to some degree with Ronaldo, so I think it would be bad to then do the opposite with Casemiro where... You take out a player from a team that is performing, that is winning, just because you signed him. Um, right. And I think it's easier to do that with Anthony because it was obvious that even while we were winning, that right wing position wasn't obvious. Like we weren't getting anything from it. No. So um, I think that's a little bit different. And you know, I just I I don't have a problem with it. I don't I didn't have a problem with the team selection. And but I also suspected that this would be a match where that team selection could hurt us. Uh, yeah. I think you saw that with McTominay, and I think you saw that with Malasia also. Uh, and I, it's not because... I don't want to... We can save the McTominay talk for later, but in Malasia's case, I saw a lot of people giving him you know, some some criticism, and like, it's fine. Like he's, He clearly, at some points, was overmatched, but he was not being protected by Sancho at all. He got no help from him. Um and then on top of that, I thought it's just asking a lot of him to you're coming from, you know, this is his first match. Let's be honest. Liverpool right now are not anywhere no, near the level no they've been in the past. No one and is. Arsenal, as much as they're having fun, like they're not anywhere near City. Um, this Absolutely. is the best team he's probably ever faced in his entire life. Uh, so 
I don't have a problem. Like, he struggled. Okay, it happens. Fine, we move on. Um, but if anything, like, this is, like, these are the re- this, if anything, should be a kick in the ass for somebody like Shaw, right? Yeah. Where it's like, if it, in some ways, you could argue your poor start to the season has impacted us even now because I can't play you in this match even if I know you're a better player. Right, I, we know Shaw's top level is better than Malasia's top level at this point in time. Yeah, right, there's definitely. no doubt about that. No, but you can't bring him in because well, he's not earned it yet. Yeah, exactly. So I think this was an important match. I didn't, and I'll be honest with you, I saw a lot of people were really upset after this match. I really wasn't. I don't know why, but I just was like, I kind of it was maybe it was because I thought the second half they actually did show some resilience and didn't just give up, but like it just didn't. Sorry, it didn't affect me as much because I think City's just, they're really great at this point in time. Yeah. And you can also just see, like, we're, what, three months into Ten Hag's time as manager. He's got a lot to fix. I think people are really underestimating how much. It's not just the Ronaldo transfer. That entire, if you look at our last two windows, right? So last year we bring in Varane, Ronaldo, Sancho. And then the summer before that, we bring in nobody. Like, nobody that's a first-team player even anymore. That's yeah. a huge gap in your recruitment. And I think, like, right now, you're still playing catch-up. So there's part of this is just growing pains under a new manager and recovering from, like, I think we would all agree last year was... I, I think that was worse than the Moyes year. Uh, not even close for me. I think oh, it was yeah. Worse. No, no, no way. I mean, uh, yeah, no. Because in, in the Moyes year, we sort of had Champions League, didn't we, that mm. kept us going a little bit. Uh, but, like, I mean... For me, I I agree. Like I, I'm not that upset about that result. I mean, it's humiliating. Don't get me wrong, but it it's City. City will have those results two, three times a season, and it's just unfortunate that we were one of those teams. And you know, I, I, I like you. I was glad, you know, towards the end of the game that we got a few goals back because ultimately that is going to impact us down the line further in the season when we are perhaps looking at goal difference to look at uh, top four and stuff. So, you know. Yeah, it it, it it was it was bad, but I don't think like if you ask me which is worse, it's Brentford of this season is way worse. That was way worse because that that you know four four nil against Brentford in the four, first half. You know we, we've we've clearly not had the transfer window that we needed at, up until that point, and it just it 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 showed more issues with the team than this one has. Because I think this one is is sort of. Eric Ten Hag, slightly naive in, in, in the Premier League, just as Pep was when he first came in, you know, thinking that it, it, it could just breeze it with his tactics and how he wants to play. And that that's that's just not how it works in this league. It's far too competitive. That it, 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 It's, it's um, uh, what's the turn of phrase? It's um, incremental gains, not incremental gains. You know, it, it, the margin of error and the margins are so small in this, in this league that it, it, you can't, you can't, be naive really so like yeah and and i i honestly i don't think he was so i go back to i don't think he was naive i think no. i think what happened is it it is pretty obvious i i actually really thought his his answers after the match were not i don't want to say refreshing but they were like honest um i don't think he didn't throw his players under the bus but he also didn't try to make excuses for them um it's obvious that he was disappointed, and he, I don't know what happened exactly, but clearly they did not carry out the instructions that he felt he had given to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 
I think it starts like it's really hard to judge this match, but I, I said this during the match. I thought Rashford was terrible, and not just in possession. Um, he yeah. had no idea what he was doing when he, in terms of pressing, who he was supposed to tr- like. How many? T- there were so many times Ake would get the ball and just carry it with no pressure from him, and it like there's no way I believe that that is the plan. You know, there's no, no way you, the no, plan is just let the let the center half carry the ball through. 25 30 yards under no pressure like that's that's never a tactic um and he was just all over the place maybe this was look he he clearly was not necessarily 100 percent fit so uh i'm willing to extend some benefit of the doubt there but he he was not there he was not no. with it in that sense um and i thought like more damning for me than his performance because his performance was really bad but to me it, it was more bad in like tactical sense and the fact that he just couldn't do anything with the ball um but i thought sancho was it's like you just need way more like i'll put it this way and did anthony have a great match forget the the goalie score which was phenomenal but forgetting that did he have a great match no i actually think for the second goal they had he gets dragged out of position and kent Cancelo ended up having a really great crossing position from where they scored or whatever it was. But even the first or the second, I don't know. I lost track of their goals. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> let's but not talk was, about their goals. There was right, but there was like, <laughs> but there was a genuine desire and a character to his performance. That even when we were four 0 down, even when it was six one, like he was trying to make yes. things happen, track back, whatever it was. And with Sancho, like it just felt like. Oh, we're three nothing down. I'll get a couple of nice touches on the ball, and then I'll pass it somewhere. And I'm not saying like he has to, you know, be messy and take on an entire team, but like no. you want to see more desire. You want to see like when you buy a player, right? You buy a player for the price we paid for Sancho, seventy million pounds, whatever it was. You expect that player to come in and have not just be a technically sound machine and and just a nice tidy player, but to impose some type of personality into yeah. the team, into the game. And there was none of that from him. And, and like, you know, you can understand that a bit with Rashford, right? Because, one, he's played, he, he's come good against Liverpool and Arsenal. Uh, and and also, like, he clearly was putting in a shift for the team when he was not healthy. Whether he should have or not, that's a different question. Um, but, like, like, with Sancho, I just thought, you you're fully fit you need way more than that. Like at the bare minimum, you need to be tracking back and helping, yeah. helping your fullback. And like Anthony, like, did he do a great job of helping D- Dalo? No, I don't think so. No, but, no, not really. but like, but well, it, 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 it wasn't an effort thing. It was more of like, they just looked the team in general. is just very disjointed. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I felt it was very, very passive. Uh, in all honesty, like it, it, it wasn't so much that people weren't, I suppose they weren't, they were trying, but like there was always, City always had those extra two yards on our players and they always had that extra little bit of space and like the moves were fantastic and Haaland will put those goals in if he's given that opportunity. Like, but like I can't, I I feel as though I can't blame any single person for any of their goals because the whole team was just far too passive and gave City far too much space in the wrong areas. Yeah, I mean, they were, it was weird. They were, trying to press but like because they were so far off city the gaps were so massive it made it impossible it it just made it so easy for city there was there were so many times they got the ball in between 
the lines between our, our between our central midfield and our cent, and our def, a defensive line, and like you know you we can blame Delo or the you know Veron, Lisandro Martinez, Malasia, whatever. But like when you are constantly being put in a position where you're facing wave after wave after attack, and not just that, but you're being outnumbered, right? Like yeah. Grillish had multi. He, they were overloading Dalo's side constantly. So yeah, Grillish yeah. looked great, but it's because. Dalo had no idea. He's like, okay, I have to mark. There's two runners behind me, and I have Grealish coming in. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, it just confused everything. And I think it it did feel like, not that, you know, uh, all the the first goal we gave up was extremely sloppy. And again, this is on Sancho. Like, he actually actually intercepts the ball. And then he just has some horrible touch, gives it away, and then they're off. They're They're running at us again and it's just like these are the things that to me those are just unacceptable i also think there was a look we've talked about this with mctominay uh i didn't think he was physically he did not have a physical presence in this match and no I think no i didn't think so either and that's that's like that's why he's in the team like yeah. to, if there is something that he provides it's that that he's, physical he, presence, and if he's not giving you that, then I don't know what you're supposed no. to do. And I always felt he was he was the more advanced of the two between him and Ericsson. And like when you've got Ericsson as the guy, like particularly for the first goal, Ericsson is the guy who's tracking that run of Harlan's. No, not Harlan's. Um, Foden's. You, you know. Yes, he should have stayed with him, but that that guy should be McTominay being in there. He's the defensively minded player. Well, not. I mean, he is now the defensively minded player, but like, you know. He's the guy that should have been there. I, I also, we talked about this during the match, but I just never understand what's going on in his brain when he's tracking back and there's multiple runners in front of him and he just runs at the same pace. No yeah. care in the world. Not like he's desperately trying to cut one of the options out. It's one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. And he's done it, he's done it consistently now over years. So yeah. I just have to think it's something that, for whatever reason, he loses track of. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I also think... Um, Look, look, I thought Bruno was terrible. I thought yes. he was. I, I don't even know if he. I don't. I. I would. I haven't looked at his touch map or anything like that. But like, the weird thing about this match was I didn't. It didn't feel like City had the ball all the time. Like we had opportunities no. to get on the ball. Um, and I thought in the first, like, Neville talked about it on commentary, and I totally agreed with him. It felt like you know City scores one, and then. It's 1-0 until about, what is it, like 32 or something like that. And every single time we got the ball, it felt like if Bruno got on the ball, he's trying to hit some, you know, hero diagonal through, like, between the channel, between the central defender and the fullback on the opposite side of the pitch. And it's like, and it's not even like, it's not like you're sending it over to some aerial presence, right? You're trying to play in Sancho. Like, it's it just made no sense. And it just... It, it as Neville, I think Neville mentioned this on commentary, but it just felt like they were trying to get the goal back all in one instant. And it's like yes. sometimes you just have to, like, especially in that match, when your defense is under that much pressure, as an, as a, especially as the captain, but, you know, as an ostensible midfielder in that role, sometimes you just need to put your foot on the ball and slow it down. It's fine. Like, you're, yes. you're not, yeah. you're not. You're not three nil down with ten minutes left, right? You're you're one nil down in the fifteenth minute. Just calm down. Like you've got you've got an hour and fifteen minutes left. 
like you have plenty of time. You don't need to score in the next minute. It's not like extra time. You're you're fine. So he just I, I, and this is this is the tendency. I think he has he has this tendency in big games. I think he he puts way too much pressure on himself. I, I think it's almost become a self fulfilling prophecy, right? Because there's this entire thing of like Bruno doesn't perform in big games. He is you know he doesn't get goals. He doesn't get assists in big games. And I feel like he's always trying to prove that wrong. And by trying to prove that wrong constantly, he's making it much much harder on himself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, you know, there's, there's sort of two sides to Bruno. There's the magician, the the guy that comes in and he will he will create an assist just from nothing. And then there's this guy who just, it's Jekyll and Hyde, isn't it? He, he, he will just put the ball out of play for, like, apparently no reason. And, you know, he did, I, I mean, Marshall being injured sort of doesn't help uh, and having to come in at half, well, towards the second half, because I think uh, playing against City, uh, Rashford is just not going to be the guy that you holds up the plate and brings people in like that. We all know that. We know we know his his best position is sort of left forwards, and he has done a good job doing the centre forwards role so far this season. But like having someone like Marshall for Bruno to pass to perhaps would have helped that situation where we just slow things down, bring people in, you know, take the pressure off the defence. That that that's ultimately that's what you need to do, especially against City. Yeah, and and I think um, you know, like this is where, like I don't know, Erickson doesn't strike me as seems like a great guy. You know, obviously a great guy. He's been phenomenal for us. This is not a, really a criticism of him at all. Is was he the most? You know, he, like him and Varane are probably the only other two, and I guess De Gea that you would say are veterans, right? None of them strike me as personalities that would look at Bruno and be like, "What the fuck are you doing? Calm down!" Like, just yeah, yeah, like no. get you get your head screwed on right here. Um, and like, this is where I don't know if Casemiro is that personality. We haven't really had a chance to see him enough. But like, he is at least I've seen him for Real Madrid. I've seen him play in a lot of big matches. I know he hasn't looked the best. He he's he's still definitely getting up to speed in the United shirt. But like, this is definitely a match where a player like that. I feel like. You know, it's kind of weird. I wonder if he's struggled a bit in the sense of, like, he's not starting. He's coming off the bench, and that's a totally different thing. Um, but, like, this is just the type of match where you want somebody with that nous and that yeah. that understanding of, like... And not just that you know you're going to be under pressure. You Anytime you play City, there's at least going to be a 15-minute stretch, probably a couple, where you are just under pressure well, the entire time. And I mean- that that's what Real Madrid all last season yeah. in the Champions League. That's that is what they did. That's how they won the Champions League. Right, and I just think like that's this is a match, and you know it's just one where like you almost wish you could have this match in two weeks instead of now. Um, yeah, because I think Casemiro would have come into the team by now, but or at that point. But like, yeah, I mean, I just you needed somebody to establish a bit more control and. For whatever McTominay, you know, we hit him in possession. I I don't even know what to say. Like he just doesn't want the ball. Doesn't try to get the ball. Um, it's just it's very frustrating no, no, when you're trying. Never to, wants the ball. Yeah, he never. That, wants that's the ball. always been in his game. Yeah. Always been in his game. Yeah. And I since, think since he came through. Yeah, and I thought I thought Erickson was just kind of like he almost had to be in midfield by himself. It felt like a lot yes. of times. Yeah. yeah uh, I felt like that. And then yeah, Bruno was just like he was. I I will say this. I thought watching that match. I haven't rewatched it. I've watched highlights of it um 
that to me, like, I know a lot of people are like, we should drop Rashford. I wouldn't drop Rashford. He's just not a striker. We knew this. Like, we know he's not a striker. I think there's not just technical deficiencies for him in that position, but there are also tactical deficiencies for him. Um, Martial, for what is worth, I thought he looked pretty sharp when he came back in. Um, But, like, I think I would drop Bruno and I would drop Sancho after that match. Uh, Because... And with Bruno, it's not an effort thing, but like there's effort, and then there's running around like doing nothing, and you're headless chicken. Yeah, you're just running around doing nothing. Like that's not helping anybody. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he was executing the tactics and nobody else was. It's possible. Um, but like just from what I observed, I would have dropped both of them. I would like to bring Casemiro. I would drop McTominay. I would bring Fred in, and I would like to so, see a four-three-three. I would like to see that. I think that would be an interesting lineup, uh, and I think it's important. Like, we, to me, this match was not like, and we can talk about the Ronaldo thing, which I think is insane that that was even a conversation. Um, like, I didn't come away from this match feeling discouraged about anything about our ability to attack. I thought we were sloppy in possession, but there were clear openings. Uh, when we did actually show any type of gumption, we were able to yeah. create chances. So, like, I- I'm not worried about that piece of it. I just think it's very important to get a, put the handbrake on and get the defensive solidity back um, because this match was all over the place. It was way too easy to gaps. And I actually thought when um, I thought when Fred and Casemiro came on, I know they scored two goals, but I thought the last 20, 25 minutes or so, we looked a lot more at it. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, I find it difficult on that one because City did also yeah, bring in yeah. a whole a host of like, so it's hard to, hard to sort of really, uh, uh I'm trying to think of the word caliber decide whether that actually was us or if the city changes sort of disjointed their play and actually we came into it a bit more yeah. because of that i i like i actually liked this the subs that he made are probably the subs that i would like to do generally speaking yeah. like yeah. except like you know maybe you start rashford on the left instead of sancho but i liked martial striker i think that's definitely that is obviously who his striker is going to be it's very very yes. obvious that's yeah. going to be a striker yes. I think Shaw comes in from Malasia, uh, and I would like to see Fred and Casemiro in with Eriksen. I thought that would be like I would just like to see that. And if that means, you know, Bruno goes to the right and Anthony drops out, whatever it is, I would just like to see a mid a, a true midfield three because I I it it just feels like even though we've had this nice winning run, it's not like we've been in control of all these matches, right? No. Um, and I think like I would I just I I feel like having. And I know that, you know, that's not necessarily the best midfield three. And if somebody wants to say, oh, well, McTominay instead of Fred, fine. Whatever it is, I would just like to have three central midfield players in there and not have two and Bruno helps out. Because, and is, yeah. Is this for every game? Is this like, or are you committed to like a 4-3-3 going forwards or would you, just a big one? I mean, in my, in my moments you know that i don't like talk about at parties with people uh i i sometimes just wonder like what if we sold bruno and just played a 4-3-3 because oh oh, deviant i i i I don't know like i look if you just it doesn't this doesn't need to mean that you should do this but like how many of the top clubs in the world are playing with a 10 well yeah, but I mean it's Bruno. No, I I agree. I agree. <laughs> but like but like I and I do look, I, I've gone back and forth on this a lot. His risk taking, it is 
there are positives to it, right? And the positives are very real. But the, like he's what, 27, 28? If he can't harness that into a more controlled displays at times, that's a really big problem. That, yeah, and, yeah, I see where and, you're coming from. There. And I just think, like, like in a match like this, th- it really stood out in this match because you're like, look, you're like again, you're one nil down. You don't. It's the fifteenth minute. Just like relax. And and this isn't like the first time we've seen this from Bruno, right? We've seen this from him a number of times in a number of matches. All last season. Yeah, All and last it's, season. it's like you're trying too hard to kind of. You don't need to be the hero by yourself. I know that. We've, look, we're obviously not at the standards we once were. But you're at Manchester United. There are other talented players in the team. You need to trust them, and you need yeah. to you need to do it together. You're not going to do it by yourself, okay? You're just not. And so I just wonder sometimes, like, he is a tricky player in some ways to fit in. And like, if you like, if you just took Bruno out of the squad, right? Just say he did not exist, and you had central midfield player X. I, it doesn't matter who it is. Um, whoever you like, just say some kind of boxer box midfielder you like. Yeah. Doesn't it just feel like the team is more streamlined and easier to pick out? Then that's that's the thing that I've always come back to. Like when we had Pogba here, and I know Pogba was his own thing, um, but like it was always kind of a weird thing, right? Where we were like Bruno and Pogba in the same how, team. How do we fit them in? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just like like because we know the master plan, right? For for Ten Hag is Frankie de Jong, right? He wants Frankie de Jong. So let's say yes. we get Frankie de Jong. Are we like, do you feel good about Frankie de Jong, Bruno, Casemiro? Like that just feels imbalanced. That to me feels like another imbalanced midfield. So, so what, I mean, like, I, so I'm thinking maybe then it, it would be, in terms of current players, it'd be Frankie de Jong, Casemiro, Ericsson? Probably, yeah. I mean, and that that strikes me as a more ball retentive midfield, far more ball retentive, which yes. would fit in with uh, Eric Ten Hag's sort of future planning. And I guess, uh, but I, I mean, the part part of me thinks like the, the explosiveness of Bruno, the unpredictability. You know, I think you need those players in the team. You need those players in the so, squad. So maybe it's squad, just a thing so. where you. Like maybe it's not getting rid of him, but it's and I know he's he's got to be one of the highest paid players at the club now. Um, yeah. But it's got to be a thing where like like I I just like the reason I would want to drop him is I think you need to almost get it in his head that like you are not guaranteed to start every match. Like you are not, and 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 it's important to do that. Like this is what. Pep has done at City, right? And I, look, we can sit here and, oh, his squad is so amazing. He has all these players. Of course he rotates. It doesn't matter. But that fear is in all those players, right? Where yeah, if absolutely. I don't perform, I will lose my spot. And I yeah. know that there's a 60 million pound, you know, international waiting behind me, just waiting for me to give him a chance. And I think Br- like Bruno could benefit from that potentially because there is a lack of maturity in his game, which it's like an impetuousness that almost comes from this belief of like, I have to do everything and I have to try to do everything. And if even if it doesn't come off, it doesn't matter because I'm Bruno and like uh, next match I will do it. I, I will turn it around. Yeah. And it's it's got to be an understanding of like, we don't want to take that away from you because you're right. What makes him explosive? You need that. Like, and we've seen matches where 
he is a he is the match winner, right? So it's not like he doesn't provide you something, but it has to be a balance where like there are times where you need that, and then there are times where hey, I need you to just put your foot on the ball, and and you know like this is. I think Skulls has talked about this many times. Keen has talked about this, where there are just times in a match where you just need to slow it down. You just need to get the ball, keep it. Not you don't not even try not even try to score a goal. Just keep the ball for a little bit and slow the match down and get control of it again. Um, and we saw that you know like I think Ferguson towards the end his probably the last you know with once Kiroz came in we saw that in Europe all the time right it was like how boring we were to watch at times in Europe but. It was for a purpose. It was to control matches. Do we? Did you think any? I I don't think I would. I don't really have much to say about Dallo or Martinez or Veron. Actually, I don't even think I have much to say about Lindelof. I, I didn't think he did. Sure, I I think Shaw's probably worth a mention. Yeah, I think Shaw looked good when he came in. Uh, yeah, I I you know I think Shaw um it looked. Clear, uh, clearly, clearly leaner. So, I mean, at the start of the season, he was clearly carrying timber, and you know, he looked far leaner, as leaner as lean as I've seen him. Yeah, he looked much. He looked. <laughs> look, he he looked out of shape to start the year. He looked much leaner in this match, and I just think like this is why Shaw is the most frustrating player because he ooze, when he's in that type of physical form, like he oozes class. He's arguably the player that at his position has the highest ceiling for us when he's at his best. Um, he's like the one pl- he's he's probably the player I feel strongest about saying that at his best, he is as good as anybody else in the league at his position. I don't know if I would yeah. say that about anybody else yet. Um, you know, Casemiro was different. We haven't seen him really, so I'm not, I don't want to talk about him like that yet. Obviously, he's a world-class player, but we haven't seen it in a United shirt yet. Uh, but Shaw is like, look, he looked really good. I thought he was strong defensively when he came in. Um, he was his pace looked like it was back to what he looks like when he's at his best, and he contributed to the second goal we scored. Where, you know, he made an overlapping. I think he he made a run out wide, and then he played Fred in. Uh, Fred took a shot, and then Marshall was there to clean it up. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but I just thought he looked really good, and like what you saw instantly is what he can like this is why he is supposed to be the starter and Malasia is supposed to be under understudy for right now because there are things he can do right now that he's comfortable doing that Malasia is just not going to be comfortable doing because he's a 21 year old in a new league who's mostly probably right now just trying not to make mistakes right like he's trying to get come to grips with this it's a massive jump from the Eredivisie to the Premier League he is coming not from not from even I don't think Feyenoord is considered one of the he came from Feyenoord right I believe. Yes, yeah, he did. But yeah, I think so. It's not Ajax, right? It's not. It's a big club, but it's no. not the big club. Um, and now he's at Manchester United. It's a extremely it's a big jump. It's a leap. And so, yeah. to ask him to come in and be like, "Hey, just you're the starting left back now for Manchester United. Do all the things that we expect of a starting left back, which we know in the modern game is not just like be solid defensively and don't make mistakes. It's be solid defensively, don't make, don't make mistakes. Also, make sure you underlap when we're in possession. Also, make sure you provide width at times when we're in possession. And when you get caught with the ball forward, make sure you sprint back 100 yards uh, and track Phil Foden. You know what I mean? Like, you can't... Yeah. It's not yeah. It's not realistic to expect him to, to have a grip on all of that. Shaw no. is so clearly the 
he that is supposed to be his position. He has to make it his position. And this was what I said to, at the start of the year, where like I wanted Malasia to come in because Shaw was so clearly out of shape, and I I knew that at some point Shaw like it was you're always gonna get another shot. You're always gonna get another chance. This is his chance. He has to take it because we need him to take it. If we if he does, I would argue. You, you can make the argument that him taking that position back and, and really kicking on from here for the rest of the year, that could be the biggest step towards us making top four because what he gives us in possession, like Malasia can't do it. He, he's so calm in possession when he's in form. His first touch is great. He gives you, you know, width. He can overlap. He can underlap. He's just a really, really talented player. He's just never... He's just so frustrating in terms of his physical fitness. But- yeah, and I, I think um, sort of linking into what we were saying about Bruno, Shaw is, when he, Shaw is sort of in the final third, he will put his foot on the ball mm-hmm. and he will sort of play back to go forwards yep. instead of just trying to find uh, the perfect ball going forwards or, or just playing the ball forwards, you know, it, like, and, and I, I do, that is so important for having that composure in the final third or anywhere on the pitch really, but spe- specifically it, it's so frustrating when you see people just ramming their heads against a brick wall trying to go forwards, trying to go forwards, when just a simple pass backwards, create some space forwards again. It, it's And Shaw, Shaw's fantastic at that. Shaw's really good at that. So. He's actually a player, like, there are times when he's forward. It's actually shocking to me he hasn't scored more goals because he's so mm. clean on the ball. Like, I, I am always stunned that he has not scored more. It's actually like, I think, I remember one time uh, Anderson went on a little goal-scoring streak and they asked Ferguson about it and he was like, yeah, well, he should have scored a lot more by now because he's a really talented player. And that's how I feel about Shaw, where I'm just like, you should have so many more yeah. things to your name because you're way too talented to not. To not. So, uh, that, I guess that wraps up with the City game. Um, and we'll take a short break now for a advert, and then we'll be back. So... It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, cool. Cool. Right. And we're back. So now we're back. Uh, Nick at, um, put some a tweet out asking for questions from our listeners. Um, and we had a few. I can't remember who the names are now. Sorry. Um, so w- one one question was, is this squad good enough for top four? And uh, will we make top four? Um, I personally think the squad, I mean, I've already said we'll finish third. So I, I, I'm, I'm committed to that. Who's I'll second? go down with the ship. When we, Arsenal? Who's, who's, well, originally I said Liverpool, but... Um, probably yeah. I don't know. Arsenal's gonna always gonna Arsenal, so I don't. I don't know yet. Um, yeah. Let's say Arsenal for now. Maybe Spurs. Yeah, I mean, I've I've gone back for this. I think one one. I think we absolutely have the squad to finish top four. Uh, yes, there's definitely. two. The biggest key is if Martial can play. What? How many league? Ma- we've played what? Seven league matches so far. Uh. Seven league matches. If he can play 20, 
24 of the remaining matches start, 24 of the remaining matches, I think we have a great chance of being top four. But because, and this isn't because I think Martial is amazing, but he is the, the only attacker we have in the side that can play with his back to goal. He's the only one yes. that provides any hold-up play. And for, look, I don't know what's going on with him, but when he's played this year, he's looked really sharp. Like he's looked like he did that year under Ole when he had whatever it was, 17 goals and was just fantastic. So yeah. um, he's a key, he's well, the key to the to, to all of this. He's the key. And then we need to try. I think we have just about enough in midfield, but if Erickson gets hurt, it will be interesting to see what happens. Yes. Yes. I mean, we, I mean, I keep saying it, but we do, we do have Donny van de Beek, who I think could possibly competently do that role. Uh, if he's got someone like Casemiro next to him to do the more defensive work. Uh, I mean, I don't think he trusts him. I mean, he's, he has, no. he has, he's played Fred more than him. He's played McTominay more than him. Oh, he's, he's played I think he's injured at the moment though, isn't he? Do you, but like, are, is but, he? I don't know. I have no idea. No. I just, you could, I mean, I don't know either. Yeah. I, and I, there's reports today that, you know, they might tr- look to sell him and there are clubs that are interested. I think we should just sell him. He's clearly not a player that he doesn't, ma- he I, doesn't matter. He literally doesn't matter. He, no, you're you're, no, ne- you're I mean, never going to regret selling him. No, no. We, yeah. We, they, they, I, do you know, even if we, even if he puts up good numbers in another league, you know, it's not the Premier League, is it really? And I, um, you know, I was optimistic thinking perhaps a new manager, new slate, he could kick on and get into the squad, but I think you're probably right. You know, it's a shame he's not probably not going to go to the World Cup, so we, we, we probably won't get a huge fee for him if we do sell him. But like, you know, yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I think we've got the squad to make the top four, uh, and I, I, I'd be, I would be surprised if we don't make the top four. Uh, like, it's, I think. I well, I'm fully buying into Eric Ten Hag and his way of playing football, and the, the places we tend to win the ball higher up the pitch will negate most of the poor results we've had last season. So I think yes, top four definitely. Um, so I guess moving on, there was another question about um, is how, how well I'll phrase it as we're, we're almost a quarter of the way through the season. I mean, if, if if the Queen hadn't died, we'd have had nine games so far as opposed to the seven we've had. How do you think Eric Ten Hag's doing to date? Um, I, so, fine. I'm fine with what he's done. I don't know. I wouldn't say great. I wouldn't say terrible. I would say it's fine. Um, yeah. There are good things. There are bad things, which are expected. He's learning about the squad. Um, learning about the league. Yeah, learning about the league. I think, I think it's more about the squad than anything, though. I think he's learning. The first two matches he picked... What I think would reasonably be construed as our strongest eleven, um, and I think he realized, okay, I have to make some hard decisions because I have to send the message to some of these players, and I think that worked. I think he's made the toughest choice, which is effectively, I think he's signaled to Ronaldo, like you're not gonna yes. play, and yes, you have to deal with that. Um, uh, well, uh, today in the, in was it today? It might have been yesterday in the Times, Ducker. No, no, is it Times or Telegraph? Telegraph Which one's Ducker at? T- Telegraph. Yeah. He was saying that um, Ronaldo can leave. Ronaldo can leave in January if he can find a suitable offer. Yeah, I, I would. I would be ha- if he just wanted to. If we just re- if we mutually agreed to cancel the contract, I'd be happy. Let him go wherever he wants. Yeah, um, it's, me too. it's a waste yeah. of time for him to be here, and it's this constant distraction. Like, I don't, why in a match that we lost six three are we talking about should Ronaldo play? Who cares? 
That's not, was Ronaldo yeah. going to turn around that match? No. That's had nothing to do with why we lost the match. Had I mean, it, it did, but guess what? It, he's not the player that you're going to have at striker and would all of a sudden have been able to hold the ball up and would have been doing amazing <laughs> pressing things. Like, no, it's just stupid. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think we agreed uh, when we had a chat after the game that actually we think Ronaldo... If Ronaldo were on the pitch, those those three goals we scored wouldn't have happened because yeah. he, he would be in spaces where those goals couldn't have happened, either in the way or demanding the ball in a place where he's just not going to score. Yeah, because he's so singular in his goal scoring now. And you know what? I think the other part of it too is like he's playing striker. So he's like always in a position where quite reasonably he can be like, give me the ball. Like I'm trying, I'm the center forward. Like I'm trying to score goals. Um, Whereas when he was on the wing doing that, you can be like, oh, sorry, man. I didn't see you there. Uh, My bad. I'll get to you next time. Like you can't do that when he's in the center of the pitch right right there. So um, yeah, I I just, he needs to go. And it's actually, you know, like it's, it's sad in the sense of, I don't want to like, I don't want to think of Ronaldo as like, I just want to get rid of this guy. But that's what it is at this point in time. Like, I would like him to leave so that I can pretend this never happened and I can yeah. pretend that he left in 2009 to Real Madrid and all we had were the first six years of his career at Man United and it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> never, never, yeah. I mean, I, I believe in never go back. You just don't go back. It just it's, it rarely ever works out. It's not worth it. It only works as if it's like a, if it's an understanding that it's, you know, I'm here, swan song type of thing. Right, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. like I think Rooney going back to Everton. I don't know how they felt about it, but that felt like okay. He he played one year and then he went to MLS. It was not yeah. a big problem. It wasn't a crisis. That was fine. No. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I I agree completely. I, I also want to mention about Eric Ten Hag's uh, great game management. Like his 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 subs are re- so refreshing. Mm-hmm. Having sub at half time. I mean, we've had a few subs at half time, and then he, his subs are often the right ones, the ones that we you know fans would choose. And I, I you know I think he's doing quite well in that regard. Um, yeah, I, I like it. see. I'm a big buy in. Yeah, so. I think I think I I he brought he took Malasia off at halftime for Shaw, which I think yeah. was the right move. He was on a yellow card, which wasn't his fault, by the way. Um, no. He was on a yellow. No. He was. Sometimes you have to protect the player, right? I think he was protecting him in that situation. Okay, great. Shaw comes in. Shaw needs minutes anyway, right? Shaw needs minutes, yeah. so you bring him in. And then I think he wanted to see. Okay, let me see what this team. We just had a talk, right? Let's see how they respond. And mm-hmm. he saw what he needed to see, and then he he brought in Casemiro. He brought in Martial, both of them who need minutes, um, and yeah. probably the positions that he's thinking about changing up then he brings in fred who also needs minutes you know and um he brought he, he, he had to bring in lindelof right in the first half because veron was hurt so that was the the fifth sub right there but i i thought all of those were exactly what you want to see they were mostly in line with what i would do um and not that it turned the match around or anything but i think we 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 saw some uptick in like, okay, there's a little bit more pressing, whatever. And I obviously think they still scored two goals and it wasn't perfect. But um, I, I think, like you said, this, it's not the first match, right? He's he's made subs in previous matches too that I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Or this yeah. is the right time to do that too. Yeah, yeah. And it's not, it's, it's so far it's not been an inexplicable sub like uh, Powell. Uh, <laughs> or you know, I, Ollie had some as well. I can't remember Ollie's off the top of my head, but he, Ollie had some subs he, where it's just like a, what he was always a fan of uh, the third center half. 
Ali. He was always the, oh, let me take off some, like, let me take off Rashford and then bring in Axel, who yeah. hasn't played in two months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or just like a purely like-for-like like sub that it, we're just going to keep doing the same thing over and over, but with a different person, as though that's going to that's gonna make something happen. And like, yeah, it was it became infuriating at times. And I, I, even, I love Ollie's death, so it's hard for me to say that. Um <laughs> Uh, when another question, I guess we'll move on to another question. Um, Dubrovka is coming on loan. Um, do you think he can be a um, realistic challenger to David De Gea? I mean, I know you personally aren't a big fan of David De Gea. Uh, I think he's terrible. I thought he was terrible in this match. I actually, when I initially when I watched the match, I was like, oh, you know, he couldn't do much about any of them. Uh, and then I watched him back, and I'm like, maybe he doesn't stop him, but he's how are you just always rooted to your line? Always Stood still. just yeah. rooted to your line. There's never an idea of like, let me try to command the ball. Like the 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 header that Holland scored, that that should never be allowed. Like any just watches it, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Just you just go out there and you clear out two guys. That's what you do. Yes. It's yeah. That's true. it's absurd to not do that. And he's never gonna do it. Um, I no. I hate how much I despise De Gea at this point because at one point in time I truly just loved him. You know. Um, just such a phenomenal shot stopper. He's not even a great shot stopper anymore. That's the worst part. Um, no, but yeah, I, average. I, I think can it get worse? That's the real question. If Dubrovka came in and wasn't good, would that actually be worse? I don't think he would be much worse. I don't think he can get much worse than De Gea right now because he's not giving you anything. And it it's this is another factor in like people are like why are we so bad at defending set pieces? Why are we so weak at defending set pieces? Because as a defender, you have no protection behind you. Like when, if you're trying to play a high line, to some extent, you need to have some faith that if the ball, the drifts, keeper's going to sweep it. Yeah, like yeah. if it drifts too far, the key, you you have that knowledge of well, if it goes, you know, there's there's always said, that danger yeah. area where like it you're just screwed no matter what. But if it yeah. goes too far, you're like, okay, the keeper will get. It. You don't have that with him, so you have to no. mark almost like no. double the space, which is inherently dangerous. Um, it puts all kinds of doubt into you as a defender. And then in possession, like, you know that Ten Hag wants to play a possession game. I'm not no. I'm not saying Dubrovka is going to be, you know, Neuer or anything, but maybe he's better. He, there's some statistical and video evidence that he could be better. Um, but, like, again, he can't be... He really could not be worse than De Gea in that sense. Like, I just don't see what he could be worse at than this version of De Gea that we're watching. And yeah. it's just... I don't know. Like, I, I would at least... I mean, if there are no sacred cows, then there should be no sacred cows. I don't. Yes, I, I mean, and I, I was just going to come in and sort of defend De Gea, not not defend him, but say, say, look, well, the circumstances are that it is a loan, and you know, De Gea is the one contracted to us permanently, and I, I would be surprised to see the loanee coming in and saying, look, I'm taking your number one spot, and and you know, I I, I get the impression he is purely as a backup for injury, but at the same time, I do totally agree with you, like you know. If you're saying no one is safe and we are having a standard and that this is the standard and you are not meeting it, then he has to be dropped. It doesn't matter how bad De Bruyne is on the stats, give him his chance because you've just done it with Malasia. You did it with Shaw. You know, you're potentially going to do it with McTominay now. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It, I think you, you have to. I think it's important. Like, De Gea is. He's like an institution at the club now, right? He's yeah. <laughs> he's been there since 2011. 
So he's yeah. obviously already qualified. He he will get a testimonial for sure. Um, whenever he leaves and retires and all that, but and he should like I I I, I hate what he's become, but like he was a great player for the club for a long time. So I. I will say part of why we hate what he's become is because he had so much potential when he came. Yeah, the, the stuff he used, he was like one of the better keepers with the ball at his feet when he came to the league. Yeah. And now yeah. it's, I don't know, I, he, yeah, who, I don't really want to... It just regressed. Yeah. His distribution just regressed yeah. entirely. It's, yeah, it's I, baffling. I, I wonder if like the Mourinho years hurt him in that sense because we definitely were not trying to play any type of no. progressive football under Mourinho. No, not at all. Um, I do love. I do like that. I get to root for Mourinho from afar now. It's much better from yeah. afar. <laughs> yeah, Mourinho is fantastic when he's not your manager. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I just I would. Yeah, I think it's important that like he he is an institution, but you have to make it clear like I, you still have to perform. It's it it, ha, it can't there can't be anybody that is immune from that, right? I think like yeah. even. Look, Roy Keane is a crazy analyst who I don't even know what he says half the time when he's analyzing games. But, like, I think he would... That's the type of thing that if he was playing for the team right now, there's no way De Gea would be... He would just... There's no chance. Like, there's just no chance. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's... And it's just... You, like... Obviously, I'm not saying that we need... I don't know if anybody should emulate Roy Keane. Um, but, no, well. <laughs> but like, but there is something to that, like that mentality of his, that like demanding, you know, you have to be the best. And then you not only do you have to be the best, but then I need more. Like you have to be yeah. above that even. And it just feels like with De Gea, we've allowed that we, 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 there's all these like reasons. Oh, well, you know, we can't do this because this guy, like last year was, oh, well, Henderson's not good. Okay, fine. Henderson's not good. That's not the purpose of dropping him. The purpose no. of dropping him is to make it clear that there is a standard and you have to reach the standard. Or you have to at least try to reach the standard. Because I don't Absolutely. watch a player that's trying to reach the standard. I feel I've, I've, I see a player who feels like he, he's just content to do the things that he can do and nothing else. And I... I mean... Yeah. It... it even if you think he's got deficiencies in his game, it's it's easier to reconcile him staying in the team if he's clearly trying to be the keeper we need, uh, in you know, and trying to get to that level uh, after his time out. If he's if he has time out, like we've seen with Shaw, lost his weight, lost his, uh, you know, put 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 in stronger effort. You know, he played well for England. So like, it, it it's totally. You have to see a reaction. I guess is what I'm saying. And it's easy to reconcile putting him back in when you've got that reaction. Um, and the final question we had was, is Bruno good enough to be captain or even in the team? And I think we've probably had mostly Bruno hour in this pod anyway. So uh, do you think he's good? Uh, do you think he's going to be, be captain? We'll ask that one. Uh, will Bruno remain the captain? Uh... I think he will. I don't. I don't see how Maguire. Because if the captain, if the club captain is Maguire, then he's not coming in for a long while unless Varane is injured. Yeah, I. I don't even. Would are we sure that he would even play ahead of Lindelof? I don't know. Maybe not. Um, I don't, no, I don't know. Yeah, uh, good question. I think. Yeah, I don't see who else it could be. I don't want to put that on Rashford. Like he's he's just 
and I know he had a terrible match against City, so I'm not excusing it, but he's just kind of finding some form again where he's at least in front of net he can score chances, which is cool. I like it's nice to have that back. Um I don't want to put that pressure on him also. Uh I Martial obviously absolutely not. No, definitely, <laughs> definitely not. not. Uh and then who else is a candidate? Shaw, no. De Gea, absolutely not. Why why not Shaw? Um, no, no, no way. No, no, because no. I, I think he, he, he often speaks very candidly in the, in the meetings. I mean, like McTominay speaks very candidly in the, so in, in the interviews after so games. McTominay, but... should we do McTominay? No, 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 no definitely not. <laughs> definitely not Scott McTominay. Um, I, if it came to it, it would probably be one of Shaw or Varane for me. I mean, I, I, I don't think Varane's been in the squad long enough to be considered a senior, senior um, player, but. Uh, I guess he is because he's a World Cup winner, won multiple Champions Leagues and what have you. But uh, at the same time, there's also the questions on his injury record. So I guess I mean that's that's a difficulty. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I, like it depends on the captain Bruno you're getting. The captain Bruno that's level-headed, you know, not waving his arms and gesticulating at the ref all the time and yapping, yapping, yapping. That Bruno's fine. When it's the guy that we had against City, less so. So yeah, um, probably keep him. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's just gonna be Bruno, and I think, um, like it's not. So how about this? If you drop Bruno, who would be captain? Varane if he's playing for me. Yeah, I could I could see Varane. I could also see him just going Ericsson. Yes, I forgot about Ericsson. He loves yes. Ericsson, and Ericsson has yeah. played probably the most minutes I think on the team. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I love Ericsson. And I think, I think it'd be Ericsson. Imran especially loves Ericsson. Everybody um, loves Ericsson. Who doesn't love Ericsson? Ericsson loves it. You can't, you can't love Ericsson. The man almost died for crying out loud. Yeah. No. So I guess uh, we'll now take a short break and then we will move on to the Ammonia Nicosia preview game um, in the Europa League on Thursday. Right, and we're back. And so we're playing Ammonia Nicosia on Thursday. Um, the previous two games in the Europa League, they have lost 3 0 to Sharif and 2 um, 1 to Sociedad. Um, are you expect? I mean, Nick informs us that like Palestri, uh, Iqbal, and Garnacho have played tonight for the under 21, so I'm guessing they won't be playing in the Europa League. Are, are you expecting a strong team? Uh, yeah, I would expect a strong team. I think he want this is. This is a great av- like we talked about Champions League, right? Or top four or whatever. This is a great avenue to to get Champions League qualification. Yeah. Uh, I also I always like this competition. I think it's I I never Conference League definitely not. I would not care. No, but I think Europa League is like a fun competition, and I think it's it's obviously not Champions League, but there's never harm in getting used to doing the you know European midweek. Premier League weekend and it's yes. it's important for him as a manager to understand like I don't know how it was at Ajax I imagine that you can get away with rotating quite heavily to play a strong team in Europe and then not so strong a team domestically um, at Ajax I don't I, I don't know maybe I'm completely wrong on that by the way but I think it's it, this is a thing he has to learn right he has to learn how to do this at a club like Manchester United where you are expected to win your midweek match, and then you're expected to come at the weekend and play Everton and beat Everton. 
That's the yes. standard. Like the standard is not, oh well, a draw would be good here because we had a, no. You're expected to win, and I think he has to learn how to use his squad, how to rotate it, um, and yeah, I think this is all this is all good. I don't know if we need a super amazing squad to defeat this team, no. but well, but I do think we'll get you know five or six starting eleven players in it. To be honest, I, I think he probably will go quite strong. Uh, uh, purely because we uh, got six—is it six points? No, three points. Yeah, three we points dropped. So we dropped, and we lost at home to um, lost at home to Sociedad. Yeah, which is so. If we, and if we finish second in the group, which I, you know, at the bare minimum we should finish second. But if you finish second in the group, you have to play the. Uh, there's a pre-knockout yeah, round stage yeah. that you have to do. So yeah. I don't think I. I I suspect he would like he would love to avoid that. Yeah. So yeah. 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 So I imagine I imagine we will go strong and he will get all of the points he can before the last game and then if the last game we're looking like we're going to win, uh, the the group he'll probably go but go easy. Uh, yeah. You'd expect them. You 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 would expect us to beat this team, especially if they've lost three nil to Sheriff and the two one to Sochida. Yep, this is a game we should win. We haven't, we haven't had a comfortable win yet under Ten Hag uh, that I can remember. So I would like uh, to get one. Liverpool. Liverpool was comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So this would be good to to get you know a nice three nil, four nil would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I, I think we'll wrap up there. Um, I, before before we go, we do have to talk about our sponsors, um, footballprizes.co.uk. They have got a new um, prize draw, um, and that is Anthony Sign and Frame Manchester United shirt. It's uh, three ninety five, but with our code UH10, you get a 10% discount. Um, it, it, it looks really cool. I think it's well worth uh, having a go at. There's a total of 99 tickets for this one, and so far only 34 have been sold. So, you know, you're well within a shout of, of getting this if, if you put your hat in the ring. There's five days left uh, at the time of recording. So by the, when it, by the time the pod goes out, it'll probably be about Wednesday, maybe Thursday morning. So there'll be, um, what, four, three days left? Mm. But depending. Yeah, but check it out. Footballprizes.co.uk. Uh, UH10 is, is your discount code for um, United Hour. And, it, you know, it's not just United united merchandise there there's all sorts of stuff like all sorts of competitions there's a a um a pop head batman pop head um some choose gold gold, golden envelopes could be anything there i've not looked at that but i'm I'm just having a quick browse on their website one thousand pounds cash tax free yeah so so check it out um and and with that i guess we'll uh, wrap up um and have a nice evening thank you United Hour is part of the Sports Social Network, edited by Imran Lahair, and our theme song is by Ancient Feelings. To get in touch, please follow us on Twitter, United underscore Hour, or email us at unitedhour at gmail.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.